the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. <laughs> Perfect intro for tonight's Andrea K show. I've about had it up to here. So much insanity going on. But you know what? At least we've got some laughs coming out of uh, last night's State of the Union address. And we're going to give you guys uh, some uh, some updated information in terms of the fallout uh, from the Biden, Joe Biden's first State of the Union address. And let me tell you the state of the reviews of the Joe Biden address is that it was more like a blooper reel than it was an Academy Award winning or an Emmy Award winning performance. And we're going to give you some uh, a couple of highlights of that in my analysis. But then, you know what, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And I'm not even going to spend a whole lot of time on Ukraine tonight. Let me tell you why. Because there's a reason why Biden spent 20 minutes, the vast majority of his speech last night, and talking about Ukraine and Russia. What's other things going on in the news that they don't want you to focus about, huh? What are some other things that you probably should be focusing about on? How about three states and news involving the election fraud and what many are still referring to as the stolen election in November of 2020? So we've got some information on that. And I mentioned it last night in the uh, after the opening of Joe Biden's State of the Union address in which he talked about uh, freedom will triumph over tyranny. And there's some breaking news information involving the January Sixers as we are getting closer to those show trials uh, beginning to take place. And also, um, we might just give you guys a little bit of economic news in, in terms of uh, continuing to break down the State of the Union address. You know, we, we were talking about on last night's show how many Americans are actually going to believe some of the nonsense that was spewed. Well, you you would be surprised. And so we're going to also discuss some of the economic aspects of the speech last night that we didn't get into. Still, I uh, would love to hear from you guys and hear it, your your thoughts on the speech last night, as well as the controversial moment that involved heckling. Did you see the GOP response last night? What were your thoughts on that? That's getting very little response, uh, very little reaction from people. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. And I think for the first time in my life, the Democrats gave a response to the Democrat president's State of the Union address. I want to hear from you guys on any of this. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. And we are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Now I can bring in my man, my partner in crime, every night of the week. He never needs an interpreter because he speaks straight. He doesn't mumble. He doesn't give weird squinting and, and weird mannerisms. And he doesn't call Ukrainians Iranians. I'm talking about none other than DJ Potato Skins. And the message said, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Well, Andrea, maybe the worst in recent time that I can remember, a State of the Union that I can recollect. It was horrible. Yeah, I don't want to ever hear again anybody talk about Trump and how he doesn't, he's not articulate. I don't want to hear any of that business anymore. In fact, the uh, the I'll give you guys just a little bit in terms of um, the uh, polling information. 
this coming from CNN, f- the uh, number of the percentage of respondents who said that the speech was very positive was only 41 percent. And CNN even acknowledged that this is when you this is typically the people that respond to this poll are people that are not only watching, but they're watching because they support the president in chief. Because historically with Americans, we tend to not watch State of the Union addresses from a president that we didn't vote for. That's just kind of how it works. So when only 41 percent of his voters basically had a response that they felt was very positive after watching it, that's not good. In fact, according to uh, this instant polling, this is the lowest number in 15 years. 15 years. Not even Trump polled this bad. I mean, 15 years, we got to go all the way back. We got to go back to uh, W since we had numbers this low, right? Now, CBS did their best to try to prop this up. They did a poll last night. The, the narrative that was that was being pushed out last night immediately afterwards, as well as today, was this was a speech that was about creating a sense of optimism in this country. Did you did, did that speech make you feel optimistic in any way, my friend? Not only did it make me feel pessimistic, it made me feel like, uh, dude, where's America in all of this? Well, yeah. In fact, you know, um, I think that it was ridiculously dumb strategy for them to think that he could be in com- not, not just complete do a speech that was completely based in denial as to the struggles going on in this country but to try to gaslight us and and spew this nonsense on us that things were were great and that his american rescue plan worked was really bad strategy but cbs tried to rescue him and said that uh, the majority of americans you know who who watched it you know you know felt optimistic and proud Uh, the sampling on that though was it was a 49 percent democrats of the people that they sampled in only 21% Republicans. Did you so, hear somebody said, and I don't remember who, I'll have to look it up, but somebody said that was a great, it was a Democrat, that was a great speech, Uncle Joe is back. Yeah, well, I don't know, who, I, well, that had to have been Hunter Biden who said that. <laughs> after after just receiving his free, you know, crack pipes. A um, lot, of, lot of interesting, I think um, two main things really emerged in terms of controversy and then in terms of not just controversy, but kind of a head-scratching moment. Yeah. The first was actually how he ended the speech. We're going to play this for you guys. And may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. <laughs> uh, people are like, what? What did he do? Go get him? And may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Now, at, at first, uh, as we were, uh, as as I was leaving the station, actually, a show had already in, ended, and, and we didn't, my, I didn't give commentary throughout the entire speech. So the speech wrapped after my show was over, and Skins and I were sitting here watching the rest of the speech. And as he was wrapping, we were kind of closing things up around here. And um, so I kind of heard it in the background, and I thought it was like, you know, because he was trying so hard, overly hard. And anytime he's not genuine about something, he always pushes too hard and comes across as angry guy. And, and, and the end of the speech just seems like he was trying too hard to be Mr. The rallier in chief, right? The, you know, who Lou Volts, who was the famous coach, you know, uh, um, 
or the uh, was that Lou Holtz? Was that his name? The famous uh, rah rah coach that he was trying to do like a Lou Lou Holtz kind of character, and it was go get him, like you Americans. Okay, you're great. Now go get him. Kind of like he's trying to you know cheer on the troops. What I thought about? I thought he was talking about Putin. Well, well, he was because if you listen to it, he was very articulate. He very he really enunciated the words go get him, but the way in which he said it. You know, and then everybody was like, well, he says this right after saying something about the troops. Is this and then people started speculating, right? Was this a tell? Because we're not supposed to be dedicating troops on the ground over there. Exactly. So was this was this a tell? Was this signaling? He he caught. Did he go off script and begins to improv and leak out? The fact that we will probably be de- we will be dedicating troops to this effort. Well, a lot of the speculation has been that's exactly what has to happen. Now. Right now, I actually heard. I don't talk about a lot of the shows uh, you know host on my show because this is the Andrea K show. Why would I do that? Right, <laughs> I'm the only one with a good idea. Are you the only one? <laughs> but I actually heard Jesse Kelly. I think is the funniest guy on Twitter, and he actually had he may have stolen it for somebody else, but I got to give him credit because here's his theory. And I and I got to play because, and well, you kind of tipped off. You gave a little tell as to what this theory is a moment ago, but I'm not going to tell you how. So Jesse Kelly's theory is if you hear how he says, go get him, he says it in a way that's not go get him, like uh, confident and in the affirmative and like, I'm saying this and I mean it. It was go get him, right? And, and Jesse Kelly's theory is... Not unlike you played the clip where he's reading the prompter and he reads end of message. Right. That he had an ear prompter in his ear and the speech is over. And what he heard was somebody else kind of like people don't know this, but you're in my ear. You you right. can talk to me and people don't know. They can't hear you, but I can. So his theory is he's got an earbud in and, and there's where he got prompts for the speech, he can hear people talking to him, but then he also could have the ability to hear somebody else. He heard somebody else say in his ear when go the speech Joe. was over, go get Joe. And he thought that they were giving, prompting him to say something to end the speech. And it was really a cue to, to somebody else to go get him. Play, uh, play that, it again. And we'll see, we'll see if, if it now doesn't make sense. I, I, you know what? That actually is a pretty logical way to look about it. Because, I mean, he's been reading teleprompters cues for for a while now so well play it again i want people to may god protect our troops thank you go get him see i don't you see i don't i'm not jesse kelly's not saying it was on the prompter what he's saying is he heard oh no no i agree yeah does somebody else and doesn't that make sense when you hear him say it He's he's he hears somebody say it and he repeats it thinking, well, it kind of goes with what I just said. And he ran with it. And the reason why I'm spending even more than five seconds on this is not it is not because it's funny and it's a blooper, but how dangerous this is. This is the commander commander in chief. This is the commander in chief of the United States of America. Do you know how careful the head of um, uh, like uh, chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, spoke today? It, I've, I read many years ago how they have to be careful with every word that comes out of their mouth because of the impact it will have on the stock market and on people selling off and on people's pocketbooks. It's the same way with the president of the United States. We have one of our greatest enemies, if not our greatest enemy. I actually think China is ahead of it. But we have one of our greatest enemies that has attacked a free nation in part because of actions that were taken by this man, 
Remember back when he was loose-lipped on his first press conference that, that he gave in, in, um, in 100 days, and he was asked about Putin he said, and, and if Putin was going to invade. Well, of course he is. What else can he do? And he immediate, immediately the next day they were having to do cleanup on it because this was supposedly the leader of the free world encouraging at, an, an, an enemy, a former KGB guy who has set his sights on reinstating in, in the Soviet Union and they had to do cleanup on it. In fact, Zelensky had to get involved and say, why are you encouraging Putin to come in and invade my country? So you think about this kind of statement last night. You don't think Putin was listening to that last night? You don't think the, the China, you don't think the Ukrainians, you don't think people are listening to him say that? So it's not just a funny blip. But you think about the ramifications here. Well, we think can, about what you and I said. How safe do you feel with moments like that, Andrea? We cannot afford to have this man as commander in chief. Not and a we day got, longer. And we got three more years of it. There's actually reports going on that there is there's been a meeting going on that involves Iran because since we are now energy dependent on Russia, um, there's now thoughts about are we going to have to get our energy supply from Iran? And there's negotiations taking place right now that involves re, uh, restoring to them, removing sanctions against Iranians that even include terrorists, one terrorist that actually was responsible for the Beirut bombings that killed uh, American troops back in 1983. So much for negotiating with terrorists. Yeah. So, you know, this is what we've got right now that we're dealing with with a commander in chief. And yet we're supposed to we're supposed to feel safer with him. These are very treacherous and perilous times. Unfortunately, it's not funny. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We've got one more clip for you that was really controversial. And I'm going to give you my perspective that some people are even conservatives is saying is controversial and off the map. And then we're going to get into some breaking news involving uh, the stolen election in November and more. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. You longtime Andrea K Show listeners know that I am the daughter of two Marines born at Camp Lejeune, babies. Oorah. And so I have a, a special love and place in my heart for all the branches of the military. I joke that there, I, I always say, is there another branch besides the Marines? <laughs> but I, I have a nephew who's in the Navy. Uh, my uh, godson is over at Annapolis. So I love all the branches of the service and, and have much respect for the military. And so um, I was waiting like many Americans last night during the State of the Union address to see what Joe Biden was going to say about Afghanistan, during which his disaster of a pullout from Afghanistan Afghanistan resulted in the deaths of 13 U.S. military. And uh, it, it came up, uh, but not in the way that it could have. And some people say not in the way that it should have. Uh, DJ Potato Skins, roll the clip. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. Okay, so what I'm not sure you could hear very well. Many of you might have seen the video that went viral today. What you heard was as uh, Joe Biden was talking about his son, 
Bo, you hear, he says many of them come home in flag-draped coffins and mentions his son, Bo, which was very confusing because those who don't know the story might actually think that uh, Bo Biden came home in a flag-draped coffin, which he did not. But what you heard was Lauren Boebert saying um, 13 of them did and you put them there. Now, that was actually uh, that has really was one of the that I think the number one really trending story coming out of the speech last night. And I think that I'll go get him was actually there. They were neck and neck. And it was and, and of course, the left pick up on it and said, you know, how dare she there need you know, and even conservatives were saying this wasn't the time to do it. Um, there needs to be decorum. I'm glad she did it. I'm absolutely glad that she did it. Because the fact that people are saying she could, shouldn't have said it to the point because he's talking about his son is why Joe Biden talks about his son, Bo. There's two things he's trying to accomplish by referencing his son, Bo, which I consider to be inappropriate. His, he is the president of the United States. He's not supposed to be up there talking about his personal life, right? He represents and is, and is supposed to be leading this country. It's not supposed to be about him and his personal stories. Number one. Number two, his son died of natural causes. I have yet to read any report that any brain cancer he got had anything to do with his time in service. And what that what Joe Biden is doing there is he's trying to claim that he's some some equivalent of a gold star family for which he's not. But most importantly, he chose instead of talking about Afghanistan, he specifically chose in my or, or he didn't write the speech, but I believe that this was specifically scripted to avoid having to talk about Afghanistan and his dead son who died of natural causes who died of natural causes um, is is a shield for him to avoid criticism for what he's done that resulted in the deaths of 13 Americans. And Skins might want to Google this for me because I forgot to research this, but it's also my understanding that Bo Biden received a, a, a dishonorable discharge from the service. So I find it incredibly cynical. I found it disgusting. And what Joe Biden could have done and what he should have done in that moment, if he actually did care, if he wasn't using his son as a shield to avoid criticism, he could have said, you're right. 13 Americans did come home in a flag-draped coffin from Afghanistan, and as commander-in-chief, it breaks my heart. He could have addressed it. He didn't have to avoid it. And in my opinion, if anybody is more sickened today, hashtag disgusting was trending today, I actually think that if you're more concerned and more upset at these two women, her and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you're more upset at them than the fact that this commander-in-chief who's directly responsible for the deaths that were preventable by those thir- those deaths of those, those 13, the fact that he didn't mention them, not only is he responsible for their deaths, but just completely ignored it. If you're more upset at them than to Joe Biden, I think you're the problem. I think you're just as disgusting as what people are saying or more disgusting uh, as Lauren Boebert and as Marjorie Taylor Greene. When it comes to decorum, you know, do, uh, you know, I, I could go two ways on this. I think that could she, could she have waited uh, a few moments? Uh, you know, I, I, when would there have been a better moment to heckle? 
Do you let do you let a president? And when is there decorum? I mean, was there decorum with Nancy Pelosi when she looks looks like she's chewing a cud and then she's standing up and she's rubbing her hands all together like, you know, in some weird thing? Where where was that decorum? Was there decorum when Nancy Pelosi shredded up Trump's speech in the middle of the State of the Union address? And I don't want to hear about decorum when we've got, quite frankly, we're past this is Republicans concerned about decorum or why we're in the mess that we're in in this country. Because it's like Mitt Romney uh, back in 2012 when Barack Obama's flat out lying in the middle of a, of, of a, a debate and he doesn't just call him out on it. And the American people know that the time to play nice is way in the rearview mirror. Donald Trump was elected not not in spite of how harshly he spoke, not in spite of how crass he could be at time in his in, in his messaging and how he actually lacked decorum at times. He was elected because of it, because the American people are tired of slick talking politicians who promise the world and deliver New Jersey. And they're sick and dang tired of this one sided system that we've got going on in this country. To where the you are expected and the Republicans are expected to always behave perfectly, always take the high road. And meanwhile, that approach, taking the high road, has just leading us down the road to tyranny. Everybody's talking today about how, oh, yeah, he's those mask mandates are gone. Oh, they're gone. You know, like we're now free as a country. No, we're not free as a country. I said in a news report today that I was on, I said, you know, that, you know, the the choice to not have masks was a choice of costuming. It does not mean, nor does it indicate that the Biden administration and the Democrats are now like, yeah, we're in endemic phase and we're, you know, we're, we're past the point of mandates. No, he didn't. Did he declare that they were going to lift mask mandates for federal transportation? No. Did he, did he declare that he was going to end any shot mandates? For federal workers, no, absolutely not. In fact, he went on to double down about about shots later. Uh, Andy, Andy, Congressman Andy Biggs, my favorite congressman, got to get him back on again real soon. One of the things that he said in response was when uh, Joe Biden was talking about how we're going to have some prosecutor that's going to go around and investigate pandemic fraud. He said, "Is he going to is he going to interview Fauci?" Pfizer, there's a report out today, Pfizer, and it's almost 50 pages. And I read, I began reading it and I want to, I want to get through the rest of it. In addition to the six or seven pages of side effects from the Pfizer shots is some really shocking information in there in terms of studies that were done and uh, responses. In one area, there was 270 that involved pregnant women. For example, there was 273 pregnancies and uh, 25 uh, spontaneous abortions, infant deaths. That's almost 10%. You think about that. And yet Biden wants to vaccinate the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I liked what Andy Biggs had to say about this, the prosecution of uh, an investigation of the fraud. Um, somebody else, Thomas Massey, I think it was, who had, had a quip who said, you know, um, talking about theft or misappropriation of pandemic funds, the, the people who stole that was Congress with their taxation and regulation. Right. In regards to the GOP response, I don't know what you guys might have thought about that. I watched it. I think that this governor out of Iowa, I think it depends on what the goal is. For uh, the Republican response, I, I think if I think if the goal is first do no harm, I think that was OK, because we all remember Marco Rubio when he went to gl- take a drink from a glass of water and it was like a disaster. So she didn't do any harm. 
Um, did she advance anything for conservatives? For conservatives, I, I don't. I, I don't, can't believe she she would, because in true fashion, true you know Republican fashion, she pulled her punches when she talked about Afghanistan. She didn't talk about the thirteen. She didn't talk about the thirteen U.S. military. She didn't talk about the fact that we now have over 150,000 Afghani refugees, many of which had never been brought here because they weren't properly vetted. And they're they're either Sharia child bride, you know, you know, extremist ideology at best case or they're Islamic terrorists at worst case. She didn't get into the fact that right now, as the world is possibly about to go to war. And Iran is one of the one of our mortal enemies is now really close in close proximity to over 80 billion dollars worth of worth of military armament and munitions and and, uh, all things to uh, blow up our friends with. Didn't mention that. Um, I, I felt like where she was at her best was when she was talking about inflation and she recalled back to the days when she was a cashier in the 70s and about how she knew what, back then experiencing and seeing people have to make decisions, critical decisions for their families about what supplies were and needs, there were, what, what could they afford and what were they going to have to sacrifice. Um, but the rest I thought was um, I didn't think that she went I didn't think she went far enough in talking about uh, schools and CRT. I like what you said, Andrew, because I saw a couple of other Republican responses and that is exactly of the thing. Yeah, they called Biden out on a couple of things, but they never went far enough on the no, key issues. And they never do. They should have come out and said that the the pornographic c- curriculums around our schools that are sexualizing children would be criminal if it was if it was you know happen around anybody's kitchen table. She didn't go on and talk about this is systemic racism against white children. When talking about the mass, did she talk about how speech impediments have increased three hundred percent? Have she did she talk about how how the rate of teen suicide is skyrocketing and drug abuse and domestic abuse has skyrocketed? When it came to the border, you know, did, did you get into, in, into details about the human trafficking, child trafficking? They just never go far enough. It's it's this is this is not 1992. That was a Newt Gingrich 1992 level speech. So I don't want to hear lectures on decorum and whether or not Lauren Boebert said something because I don't really when when. The only reason why the masks weren't on last night was because they knew that from an optic standpoint, he couldn't open a speech talking about freedom over tyranny with people being sit there forced to wear a mask. Right. But we are far down the road to tyranny. I don't predict I, unless something seriously changes, we are never going to get our freedoms back. You think we got our freedoms because they, you know, really, lady who interviewed me today, you think you got your freedom that United States has our freedoms back because they didn't wear masks in Congress last night? Come on. No. So, no, I didn't think the GOP went far enough. I, I like the idea that the idea was supposed to compare and contrast, but it was not a clear compare and contrast. Did you hear anybody on the Republican side? I think I already know the answer. Give any type of response that was pretty much spot on and in length, taking them to task. I haven't heard it yet. Um, you know, I it, there could be, and I just haven't had an opportunity to hear it. If if somebody's um, heard it, please let us know. Um, but this was the opportunity for the for the nation to oh, see. Oh, now it. more than ever, that was the opportunity because if you're going to reach Democrats and independents, you can't rely on, um, you know the the you know the, that was the audience last night. And if you're going to have the Republican give a response, then do it right. Don't don't rely on somebody else to have to do your job for you, right? 
I think Congressman Biggs should have given the response. Why a governor? Because they got plans for her to be the, you know, to be on the ticket someday. That's not a reason to choose somebody to give a response. And that's why I'm excited her, to get right. Congressman Biggs back on the show. Her delivery wasn't wasn't persuasive and effective. It was very it was, you know, it was safe. It was very safe. We're not going to win. Now with, we're not going to win safe. with safe. We're not going to win with safe. We're going to take a break. We come back. More to talk about. 888-344-1170. More from the Andrea K Show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of donuts, I ate the most delicious Twix candy covered donut earlier. Mm, it was so good. It was a little tiny little mini donut, and it only cost me about $9.99 with today's inflation rates. I'm joking, but, you know, we're starting to get there. When one little mini tiny donut, you know, costs uh, like two fifty, it's Say just, what? yeah, it's just getting absolutely ridiculous out there. And so was Joe Biden's attempt at, at uh, explaining how, you know, what his plan is to reduce inflation. And it was a bunch of a big spending, build back better nonsense, build back broker nonsense. Yeah. Go get him. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I'm glad you played that clip because it does involve the military. And my man, Dave Elhoff, is joining us tonight. Financial thought doctor as well as former military. And he's here to help us try to make some head or uh, try to make some sense out of uh, Biden last night talking about his inflation uh, plans. Hello, Dave Elhoff. Thank you for being here. Dynamite, how are you? Well, I'm I'm good. Um, by the way, oh, before I get into Elhoff, it was not a Bo Biden who was dishonor- dishonorably discharged for drug use. It was Hunter <laughs> from the Navy. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Did you watch the speech in its entirety last night, my man? No. All right. He good probably had, had about as hard a time as we did. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I tell you, I listen to people like uh, Dennis Prager and Larry Elder. They listen to it, so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you heard that the clip that was just played. One of the things that came out today, people were uh, were like, he said at the end, he's talking about the military. And then he says, go get him. It sounded like he was giving cues to the military. Um, that are not supposed to have a dog in this fight with Russia, Ukraine. Um, I, I, I posed a different theory at, at the top of the show, but I, whatever it, the intent was, there should never be anything confusing coming out of the president's mouth in regards to troops at a time when the world has some war going on. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to say on that. For me, I wanted you to talk about um, when it came to inflation, one of the things that struck me so bad was when he talked about bringing costs down and he said to businesses, and of course, he's got to lean in on his arms, right? And act like he's about to tell you something really smart you know, or, or lecture corn pop. And he says, you businesses, you could lower cost. You don't have to lower wages. And I thought, what is he talking about, Elhoff? Well, I'll tell you what, it's quite clear Andrea, that anything that comes out of that guy's mouth is disjointed and is totally ridiculous most of the time. I mean, everything that he said last night was basically cover up and trying to say that everything, you just need to have a little more pain in your life 
Yeah. And, and the people that are having the pain in life are the people that are the blue collar workers out there, the people that are on fixed incomes that he really doesn't care. I mean, get down to it. He wants us to pay for the problems. We, he wants us to pay for inflation and he wants to start these build back better ideas. That's going to cost us, the working people in the nation, more money. Yeah, he's talking and about he just, it was just yeah, it was just a retread of child care and, you know, this and he's talking about pharmaceutical costs. He was the one that immediately day one got rid of Trump's lower prescription cost plan and jacked up the cost of insulin. Right. And and the thing about businesses and this is why I wanted you on tonight, because we don't teach the basics of money and economics to anybody in this country. We don't even teach it well in economics classes across this country anymore in colleges and universities. It's all about demonizing the rich and demonizing business owners as though the solution the, the solution is born on the business owners to lower their cost, therefore, and not lower wages, therefore, he's blamed business owners for inflation in this country. And I want to make sure people understand out there that the cost of doing business is not necessarily very, very few aspects of the cost of doing business are something that a business owner can control. If you're in construction and you're a general contractor, you can't control the cost of lumber. Right. And, and, and then the United States and our number one expense as a business owner typically is your labor. And with the government's control, you don't even have much of a choice on what you can, you know, what your cost is for labor. Then you add in taxation and regulation. And it's such a lie to be telling the American people that I want to educate them tonight. I think I just did that the, the, it is not the business owner's fault that costs are going up. Are they passing it on to consumers? Of course, because at a place like a Walmart, where it's cost plus a 10%, they have to pass it along or they're going to close their doors, aren't they, Elhoff? Absolutely, because, you know, what built this nation to what it was today was a free market society where you determine something that people wanted and you prevented it, you you gave it to them at a profit. That's yeah. what free market society is about. It's not about that, oh, okay, I'm doing this and I'm not going to make any money. That's not the way the life works. You go out, you make your own profit. You go out, you work hard. You don't expect handouts. We want to be able to continue a free market society where businesses can profit by providing consumer goods and things that people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and his plan involves trying to force products and services on us that we don't want, like green energy. That they could solve so much of this Russian problem right now, the Russian Ukrainian problem, a war that's going on over there, and our economic woes, and they're refusing to do it. And it involves opening up the Keystone pipeline and drilling. Instead, they're over there across the country, got people over there negotiating with Iran and literally negotiating with terrorists. 
for for oil right now, and they're doing that. And some people are putting out there that the that Biden is doing this and the Democrats to appease the Enviro Nazis. No, I think ultimately it goes back to to um, the what Obama said that we need to make people. It's not because they believe in green energy. They know that green energy isn't isn't the solution. They know that they know that these um, electric cars use these lithium batteries that are destroying the environment. Right? It's about power is what it's about. Plus, where does the power come to charge these batteries? Right. I mean, come on, people. Understand it comes from coal-fired plants. It comes from gas-fired plants. It comes from oil, fossil fuels, which is the cheapest commodity out there now to provide the free market society with the energy that is needed for people to continue to operate on a normal basis. It's cheaper than the renewables. The renewables have never made sense and they won't for a long, long time. The technology is not there. The science is not there. The cheapest commodity out there for us today, especially the United States, we could be energy independent and we were before Biden came in. And he and 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 I'm so sick and tired of these Democrats that are still thinking that that Trump's the one who's uh, who's Putin's puppet. It defies logic and common sense and rational thought. When Putin's uh, pocketbooks right now are growing fatter um, because Joe Biden has been aiding and abetting him since the day he took office, and he's refusing to turn it around. And the average American, the many Americans out there are, are believing this. But when seventy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Some uh, we're, uh, some Americans believe the nonsense is being told to them when we've got 75 percent of Americans now saying they're 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 struggling and that they uh, severely because of the this inflation and they're they're very upset about the about the economic situation in this country. But there's 25 percent of Americans that still think he's doing a job, a good job, Elhoff. But while we need to do is reach those 75 percent of Americans and get them to the polls and get them to vote Republican, but then we got to make sure that we get Republicans in office that are going to actually do something that's that's going to turn things around for us and make sure we get drilling, but we also got to cut spending, don't we, Elhoff? Oh, I tell you what, you know, you got to cut spending, because I tell you what, the way the government is spending now, by the year 2035, if something's not done, the Social Security system is going to go broke. And we can do things today to prevent that. But no one wants to touch touch it, especially the Democrats aren't going to want to do it because it might cause someone to retire a few years later instead of retiring at age 62 and taking the Social Security that they have now. If they just extended the Social Security date retirement ages, that could solve a big part of the problem. Well, listen, we've only got about 30 seconds left and we're having a little trouble with your sound. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. You can teach them about velocity of money. You can get them a chance to see this movie, uh, The Baby Boomer Dilemma. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Give me a call, 619-548-0965. Text me. Text me your email. Text me your Uh, If you text me, I can also send it to you in a text. 
Awesome. So 619-548-0965. All right. Thank you, my dear. Thanks for being here. All right. Go get them. Thank you. All right. Now stay tuned because coming back from the break, we've got the election fraud story to tell you guys and a sad story going on with this, this January 6th political prisoner situation. Come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Breaking news involving this stolen election in November. Secretary of State, you'll remember out of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger. Not, I'm not uh, particularly a fan of him. Well, he's been getting criticized for slow walking a probe that he announced in January. He said that, you know, he's not slow walking. He's waiting for the state election board to pick a new chair. And then they're going to ask for a subpoena. They want a subpoena to get the identity of a John Doe witness whistleblower who told the election watchdog group true the vote last year that he he was paid thousands of dollars to collect third-party ballots during the general election as well as the runoff in January. And Georgia law expressly prohibits third parties from collecting absentee ballots. They've been outlawed. He says we're going to go through the investigation. Um, we do. We need to get a subpoena. Who is this John Doe? He says, was he paid? How much was he paid? Who paid him? We're going to follow the money. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and we're going to prosecute it. Um uh, according to True the Vote, who uh, filed the complaint, uh, they have video footage of surveillance cameras around the uh, drop boxes where these illegal ballot harvesting ballots were dropped off, including geolocation uh, data for cell phones of more than 200 activists that were seen on tapes um, and showing the dates. So um, hopefully he's going to get to the bottom of it. This is coming at the same time that a Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin reported to the state legislator. His investigation of a 2020 election found widespread evidence election fraud involving um, third party parties casting absentee ballots on behalf of disabled nursing home residents that were unable to make voting decisions on their own. This is why we can't have ballot harvesting. Um, this guy said the problems they uncovered were serious enough to warrant lawmakers to consider the symbolic action of decertifying the final votes in Wisconsin. That's what needs to happen, even if it's not going to change. We need that to happen. Arizona announced a study. Um, that they found 200,000 or more absentee ballots that had signatures that did not match the voter registration. Um, going back to Georgia, Raffensperger confirmed that more than 2,200 non-citizen foreigners had tried to register to vote in Georgia and were put on the provisional um status as provisional status on the voter rolls. He says none of them voted, but they're going to get their identities. They're going to investigate and they're going to prosecute because they should not have attempted to vote. So this is breaking news that nobody's talking about. Hat tip to John Solomon from Just the News for this. This is Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia. These were battleground states. These were states that flipped it from Biden uh, to Biden from Trump. Gosh, this makes me angry. Yeah. So it, you know, even if Dominion didn't do anything shady, it was these were the and these methods that they that they stole the election with are the ones that the Democrats wanted to make permanent via HR one. A January sixth defendant has reportedly commit sui- committed suicide. Um, his obituary states that Matt's heart was broke. Matt's heart broke and his spirit died, and many people are responsible for the pain he endured. He was only thirty seven years old. He committed no violent act. He wandered into the Capitol 
uh, amongst the crowd after the doors had been opened. He took pictures behind a velvet rope. He was facing 20 years and $250,000 in fines. He was destroyed and broken by the tyrannies going on in the United States of America. God bless. God help us. See you tomorrow night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.